0: Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you've missed any of our previous episodes or you just want to go deep in the vault to listen to past interviews, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Just click, sub, click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the capital region. And while you're there, you know, we're entering a holiday weekend, so why not be generous? and give us five stars we'd appreciate it all right we do have a lot happening with the arts council of greater baton rouge so just to keep you in the know here we go baton rouge arts market it's happening this saturday july 3rd from 8 a.m until noon in the parking lot of the cathedral on main street and fifth it is in conjunction with the red stick farmer's market. Make it just one of the many things you plan on doing this holiday weekend. You won't want to miss it. Also something else that's incredible is art explosion kids camp. This is happening at the jewel J Newman community center in conjunction with the Scotlandville heart trail. Now it provides North Baton Rouge students with an extraordinary opportunity to learn about cardiovascular health through different art forms. The Artsplosion camp is free to all students who will be enrolling in K through 5th grades who live in North Baton Rouge. The camp will take place from 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. July 5th through the 9th at the Jewel J. Newman Community Center, if you're not sure of where that is. The address is 2013 Central Road. Now listen, space is offered on a first-come, first-served basis. Lunch and snacks will be provided, and you can register online at artsbr.org slash artsplosion. Writing in Color, a creative workshop for ages 55 and older, is a free hybrid course that will build creative and observational skills through writing and photography using Polaroid cameras. Over the course of five weeks, participants will build a portfolio of poems, journal entries, short essays and stories, and even photos that inform their writing. Activities and assignments are accessible and will draw from everyday life experiences all participants will receive a free camera and micro SD card, as well as writing instruments and a journal to use during the classes. Hybrid sessions will be held in person at the Goodwood Main Library and virtually via Zoom, starting Ju- July 6th from 10 a.m. to 1115 a.m. For more information, just visit us at artsbr.org slash creative aging. The 2021 Louisiana Arts Summit is coming up September 20th and 21st at the brand new Carrie Sarage Community Arts Center. This two-day hybrid event offers artists, arts organizations, educators, and community members opportunities for discussion, networking, and professional development. Also, mark your calendars, set a reminder on your phone, ask Siri or Alexa to do it for you, however it works for you. Celebrate with us on September 30th because Impact is back and we're marking the grand opening of the Capital Region's most unique community art space, the Cary Suraj Community Arts Center. Join us for an exciting evening filled with light bites, spirits, and arts entertainment. This is happening Thursday, September 30th from 7 p.m. until 10 at the brand new Kerry Suraj Community Arts Center. And for those who aren't sure of where it is, it's at 233 St. Ferdinand Street in downtown Baton Rouge. It's the old district attorney's building. Um, It's behind the courthouse, which is behind City Hall. So there you go, a little descriptive, um, my attempt at being descriptive, letting you know where the building is. So, here we go. In our world, what's old is new again. We know fashion always makes a comeback. We also now have reboots of TV shows and movies. Retro is the word to use. And my guests this week are taking it back even further. I'm joined by actors Timmy Calais and Erica Pittman to talk about their theatrical radio show titled The Radio Drama Club. Thanks, both of you, for joining me.
1: Thank you for having us. It
0: is a pleasure to be here. We appreciate you. Um And... Actors is just the tip of the iceberg with you two talented people. We'll, we'll get into that uh, even more because both of you have such long resumes. And Erica, I'll start with you. Was being an actor part of the plan? Because I, I, <laughs> I did some some Google stalking, some <laughs> little searching, and um, you actually studied something that would make you a CSI expert.
1: Yes. Um, no, acting was not something that was in the books at the beginning. Um, I actually graduated from the Southern Miss of, um, well, the University of Southern Mississippi um, with the bachelor's in forensic science with the emphasis in criminal justice. So, at first, I had aspirations to be a crime scene investigator or either something with the, um, the, um, my uh, mortuary, uh, the funeral home. Something with the funeral home or either with the um, medical examiner's office. So, yeah, that's that's that was the goal at first.
0: <laughs> well, with that, since you have that background, we try to get you on the CSI uh, reboot. Yes,
1: that'll work for me
0: because <laughs> you'll be an expert on the, on yes, the set. <laughs> that or either
1: SVU, because I love some SVU. <laughs>
0: <laughs> doom, doom. You know, you, you got to love those. I'm those telling sounds. you. <laughs> uh, Timmy, for you, you know. Your resume is so long. Um, you've done it all, and you know you were on. Uh, from what I saw in my research, and you correct me if I'm wrong, at least one episode of um, NCIS New Orleans. It was Hawaii Five. Oh, Hawaii Five O. Mm-hmm. Okay, I knew it was a CBS procedural, uh-huh. <laughs> so I was on the right track, just the wrong title. Um, but you've also taught, and you are making your way back to the classroom. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I just like Erica. Um, uh, talked about you know the the road unexpected i I never meant to be a teacher. um I was always I was always gonna be an actor, and I kind of fell into teaching as as uh, a fallback. Um, and uh, I fell in love with it yeah. and uh, I was teaching for three years here in town uh, with elementary school, and I kept trying to find excuses on why um, i sh- I shouldn't teach i kept uh, I've taken uh, in between teaching collectively two years off, uh, trying to find that other thing that, that it, um, is more rewarding. But really, there is nothing more rewarding than teaching. And I'm, I'm really excited because I'm going to be moving uh, into the talented theater teacher role at McKinley High School. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. And I'm just I'm just so excited at the damage that I'm gonna be able to do at the high school level. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: You just couldn't escape it.
2: No, it's it's just it's so rewarding. And, and and you know, it took me 21 years of of being a performer to really understand that, like, yeah, the applause for me is really wonderful and, and it and it gets me going. But the applause for my students mm-hmm. um, who I've worked with and and um and who, who who set themselves a goal and achieve it on stage and, and, and accomplish something in front of an audience that the majority of human beings would never even dream of trying is so much more rewarding than any success I can personally have. So yeah. I just can't help it. I have to keep teaching. <laughs> and we
0: appreciate you
2: keeping the teaching
0: going. Um, so last week uh, on our little podcast here, we had Greg Williams Jr. as one of our guests. Uh, and he talked about Grits on uh, Hoodoo House TV. It's a project both of you were a part of. How was that process?
1: Oh, the process was amazing. Look, I'm constantly asking Greg every other day, hey, so when are we starting season two? I'm ready for season <laughs> two. Is it coming soon? It was the one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had as an actress thus far, And the castmates, my cast members were amazing. The cast and um, well, not just the cast, the crew, um, the camera operators, the director, just everybody was just so humbled. And it was just a great experience. If I could do it again, I would. That's why I'm constantly asking for
0: season two. All right. (laughs) Come on, get season
2: two going. Now, I can't be in season two for the same reason I can't appear in another episode of Hawaii 5 uh, because uh, I have a track record of of spoiler alert dying <laughs> on shows, <laughs> but no, Greg is like the new like I, the king of the arts in this town now. He he yes. ha, he has there was there was serious serious voids possibly forever um, since since the dawn of Baton Rouge in the arts community in this town, and Greg um, is. Inspiring. He's empowering. Powering. And oh my god, I can't speak. And uh, whatever whatever that man does, typically turns out to be gold because yeah. he surrounds himself with just people who are filled with love and appreciation, and and uh, it's just an incredible environment to be a part of. Anything yeah. Greg is around, yeah, yeah, and it goes a long way, especially having
0: that environment of people who are all supporting each other, and yeah, that. That welcomeness. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, you, you know, I know uh, a lot of, the, well, I'm guessing all the filming of that happened during the pandemic. Um, how has the pandemic changed productions?
1: Um, well, it has changed productions drastically. Um, I was down in New Orleans during the pandemic on set for some things. And um, let's just say, number one, you are micro-monitored mm-hmm. um, as far as like mask and um, mask res- regulations and um, you always have to go for a COVID test every single appearance that you're on set you have to take a COVID test and those and, tests aren't fun no they are <laughs> not fun it's like a toilet brush going up your nose and I totally do not <laughs> like it like I cry every single time it's just terrible but um, you know you're not able to be together like the the set environment you're not we're, we're used to being up on each other, like, mm. and in close, you know, mm, in close range yeah. of it of each other. And we're hugging each other and we're sharing food and we're, hey, girl, you know, look at this. No, you can't do any of that. Everybody has to maintain their distance. If you're not, you have people that's monitoring you that will come and tell you, hey, y'all are too close. Y'all mm. need to bag it up. Uh, please do not drink, uh, you know, with your mask all the way down. Like, pull it up <laughs> and take a sip and mm-hmm. all, you know, it's 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 too much. And yeah. it hasn't – it's just been quite a, – a, It's a, a challenge. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. too much to to get used to. And I'm just ready for things to go back to normal. Yeah. Like
2: you know I what I think it has done, though? I think it has taken the people who were rule followers. And, uh, you know, you know, in, I've been in the theater for 21 years. And I'd say the majority of the experience, people were cutting a lot of corners and, you know, mm-hmm. doing what we have to right. do to get the show mounted because – Typically, money is not something that that is uh, plentiful in the arts. Um, but I think what it allowed people to, who who were willing to to follow the rules and take that extra step and like who were there because this is where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and not just where it was convenient to be. I think it allowed you know people like Greg Williams who he was able to you know we we were both in a show uh, for New Venture Theater during when the pandemic started. We were two weeks I think away from opening Annie the musical. Uh, Erica was Miss um, Hannigan and I was Daddy Warbucks and Greg was (laughs) directing and the show was shut down and Greg went you know what you're not going to get me. (laughs) I'm going to stand back up and start a a web series production company Right. Right. you know and I'm going to follow all the rules so that everyone who's involved is comfortable and that we're we're, we are doing what we're supposed to do but but it's possible Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's that's inspiring as well yeah Yeah. definitely um
0: so let's talk about the radio drama club Mm. where did the idea for this come from
2: oh well um it actually if i'm being honest the 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 show what we the, the the radio plays the time team dates back over twenty five years um to when my um cousins and I would be in the other room while our Cajun grandmothers were gossiping over afternoon <laughs> coffee and we couldn't understand what they were saying. We were like, what are we going to do? Well, let's pretend, okay, we're a brother and sister and we're running home from school and we run into a scientist on the day he invented a time machine. Oh yeah. A time machine. It could be out of a calculator. Oh yeah. And, and we could be doing our homework and we go time traveling. And then it just like, and we would do that every time we saw each other. And um, um fast forward to 2012, uh I started the first summer theater camp at Northwestern up in Natchitoches and um I was going to ar- write original musical based on a you know, public domain music and I thought oh my goodness the the time team kind of set up for like the perfect musical the that story my cousins and I used to tell when we were kids so I wrote it into like a 45 minute musical um and then uh, I have always been a fan of of talk radio, old radio. I um, very early on in my high school career, I got to hear um, uh, the the Orson Wells and the Mercury Theater players, uh, and they, they, the War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. which became, I became obsessed with. So I researched it, and I realized that during that season, they did Dracula, they did you know Treasure Island, they did all oh, these, wow. and it's and it's incredible, incredible pieces of theater. And I've just kind of always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do voiceover work. I've always wanted to do cartoons. I've actually realized through the process of making our first episode when our amazing director of production sent me our final mix. And I listened to it with all the sound effects and music. And I wept like a big blubbering baby because (laughs) I suddenly remembered that as a child, my dream was to create a cartoon. Uh Uh-huh. And we are like, we have done that on the radio um, and it, it, it has been so much fun so far. We learned, yeah. we've learned so much <laughs> with just the first episode because none of us, I mean, no one does radio drama anymore. Right. I mean, there was a lot of it popping up around on the internet during the the pandemic mm-hmm. because people were, were trying to figure out ways of doing things virtually. Um, but they're you know we're 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 harkening back to the nostalgia of what used to happen in the 30s and 40s right the early days the early days and
0: and before we we started this uh interview you know when you were talking about it it's perfect for something like this to happen at this time because we are living in
2: the age of the podcast look we're right. doing one right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think people are. I think the pandemic really uh, lent itself to, to people trying to figure out how to be okay with themselves and sitting and entertaining themselves and, uh, and uh, podcast and talk radio and, and, and just sitting and listening to things, uh, I think, became so popular in the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, that people started to kind of open their, their minds a little bit more and questioning, you know, why did we get rid of this in the first place it's right. technology is like that you know we, we we have made cameras as small as you can right. to where you can put a filter on it that makes it look like you took the, f- the picture in 1960 right, right. It's Like, wait, but why can't we just how, we couldn't have used the same technology right and it's just people are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel and there are some things that are just kind of good the way they are and I really think radio yeah. drama is is an excellent venue um, for for our local performers, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, TV, um, movies, web series, you know, all in respect, it's all it's all different, but it's all just a venue to be creative and artistic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and and that creativity blossoms.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I can't. I always say, be careful with who you with whom you surround yourself with, because you just might have an idea that. <laughs> 30 people take and run. Mm-hmm. You right? Know? And, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? What have we created? But it's, <laughs> it's really beautiful. And someone like Erica, who look, Erica plays a 10-year-old boy named Lady <laughs> Wiseman <laughs> yes. in the show, whom I – that was my character when, when you I, were when a, kid. I was a kid. And actually in this first episode, and, and he's in every episode, uh, Tim Sandifer, he played Jacques Cousteau in this first episode um, when we did the musical – Uh, at NSU he played Lenny and his wife now Amber played Katie and Amber is also in the show so they're still involved as well so Uh it's a a family thing but Erica is an example of we we had our our first read through and I basically just kind of threw out hey don't be afraid to be like an icky 10 year old boy (laughs) you know one of those like oh yeah you know like like Mark Simpson (laughs) and she came back and I, I think, I don't want to speak for her, but I, when we were listening to it on Sunday night in our listener party, this look of shock that yeah. that was her voice.
1: I was totally shocked. I was not expecting that to come from me. And I've, I've <laughs> never done anything, any type of work dealing with voiceover. And that has always been something that I wanted to check off on my list. So mm-hmm. when we were at the radio premiere party and I heard myself, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can really do this. Yeah. And. You know, if if you knew me personally, if you know me personally, you listen to that, you would be like, "Oh my gosh, is that really you?" <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm a ten year old boy, guys.
0: I'm a ten year old boy. There it is. <laughs> so what? How did? Where? What? Did you draw? What did you draw from in order to get into that space?
1: You know, I was at home, and <laughs> what Timmy said to me just kept resonating in the back of my mind it was like okay play with this character play with this character get this little icky little boy you know play with your voice see what you can come up with so i'm all in the kitchen and you know i'm playing with voices and my fiance is just like what is going on in here who are you talking to and i'm like hey i'm trying to get this voice down work with me here and i'm all in the shower with it and then somehow one of my favorite shows when i was younger was the Rograts.
0: You oh yes like the uh, which is yeah. which his back oh yeah yes, yes, uh, yes.
1: another and revival and all, right and I, I have to get that i have no, to. um it's,
2: in, it's like 3d though it's weird
1: i really have to check that because <laughs> i love me some rugrats but yeah so um that was one of my favorite shows and so i remember you know the voices of tommy mm-hmm. and the twins on their feeling Lil. so i'm like okay well let's see if maybe i can play with something like that and Little do you know, the little 10-year-old Lenny Wiseman developed in the shower, and we've been <laughs> rocking we with since. since. Right? Yes, so that's where that came I, from.
0: I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, obviously, you know, um, this character's most likely not like you, but have you guys played characters who are very similar to who you are? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first character that I was ever casted for was Dolores Van Cartier.
0: Oh. With Theatre
1: Van Rouge um production, 2017 production of Sister Act. And Dolores Van Cartier is me all the way. Okay. You stick me in a nun outfit and put me in a church, I'm cutting up. Like just I'm cutting up. Okay, I'm gonna go find one. <laughs> Trust me, it'll it'll be very, very entertaining. That that's definitely that would that, that's definitely me, Dolores. Yeah.
2: I love that. Well, you know, I've I've been 35 since I was 14, um, <laughs> and I've been like since I was 14 being a 35 year old playing a 60 year old. So uh-huh. I've all I've always played um, roles that were older than me or really really weird. I'm usually for for like 20 years I was the funny sidekick in musicals, which I love because um, those are the characters that everyone remembers. And especially when I was at NSU, mm-hmm. I was I started college a little later, so I was much older than. Than everyone so I was constantly playing the older people but when I got to grad school um I had the the incredible once in a lifetime I'm sure opportunity of being George in sending the park of George oh, right and I was <laughs> literally uh his age 33 um, and it was um you know the whole the whole purpose of George, the entire musical, is he's trying to just connect. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take his art and take the world and just connect the two and make just blur the lines between them. And that's like the story of my life. I started acting to escape myself, and then inadvertently turned it uh, into myself. Like right. I like so. So then I'm suddenly standing with an MFA in acting, and I go, "Wait, if that's who I am." <laughs> Where's all the stuff that I've been running away from for thirty <laughs> right. years? Oh, it's right here! Right here. It's oh, been here the no, whole time. Yes. Oh, it's on my back <laughs> right. still. And, and George's whole thing, you know, is like, "What are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. to finish the hat? Yeah. Definitely. What are you willing not to have? Um, and and that's 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 still a yeah. struggle. Okay, for cool. me. Yeah. Really quickly, how can people tune in? Uh, well, uh, our our First episode is available on our Facebook page, the Radio Drama Club. Just just research that. It's also on YouTube. Our next uh, episode, episode two, is going to be airing on Sunday, August 29th, which is the anniversary of Katrina. Oh,
0: perfect. Timmy and Erica, thank you so much. I'm excited about the Radio Drama Club. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, Dion. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to AC23. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time.